Right, hello and welcome to the podcast. So today's one's going to be another short and sharp one. I say that even though the last one was the guest episode with Nikki, but previous to that was quite a short, sharp one, and today's going to follow that kind of theme. So basically today I just want to talk about what actually matters. So don't forget what's important. Don't forget what we're trying to achieve and why we're trying to achieve it. So it's very easy now with the negativity in the world, whether it's family and friends or the news or the economy or jobs, it's very easy to put your head down. So regardless of someone's goals, whether it's fitness, whether it's fat loss, aesthetics, you know, races, the military, whatever it is, because I do work with a wide variety of clients. There's often a why behind that goal. So, you know, why do you want to lose weight? You know, why do you want to get in the military? Why does it matter so much to you? Like, why do you want to improve your glutes or get fitter? Like, there's something attached to that. And, you know, something's, sometimes it's not that deep. We just want something to aim for. Because without a goal, we can be a bit reckless. We can feel a bit kind of down. We need something to chase. We need a problem to solve. It's like human nature. For some people, it's like a confidence issue. You know, for some people, it's a health issue or a health concern, especially now more than ever. Or it's, you know, the health concern of someone in the family is kind of giving you a kick up the ass potentially. But whatever it is, it's important we don't forget about that and think about it now and again and use that to motivate ourselves. Because if all we're doing is watching the news and sitting about in the house, it's very, very easy, I appreciate, to fall into sloppy habits and lazy habits but we still need to remember what matters. So what does actually matter then? So regardless of goal, I'm going to be quite generic here, but movement matters. So we've got to move and it's got to be non-negotiable. And I say move because for some people, it's going to be a Zoom call with me. For others, it'll be the body coach doing doing the PE lessons. For some, it'll be playing with the kids. For some, it'll be a long walk or a bike ride. But to me, you're not going to argue with me and tell me, that isn't non-negotiable or it shouldn't be non-negotiable. So I did a post recently just talking about how service personnel train in operations. So I've done a tour of Afghanistan and, and we used to train in body armour when we were out on patrol, when we were quiet times and then in, in quiet areas, but also on camp uh, when it was more of a gym-based environment and it would look more like a, a real gym, so believe it or not, and you'd have your shorts on or whatever and your rifle nearby, but we would still train. And we would train when we were on five minutes notice to move in body armour. And, you know, I'm working directly and indirectly with people from the NHS in various roles. And they're still training, maybe a bit less often, maybe a bit less focused, but they're getting it done. You know, it's really important. And I, and I said how people even in, in prisons are trained under normal circumstances. And the reason why they allow that, even in terms of prisoners, is because without that movement, by nature, we tend to become more reactive more destructive, restless, bored, impulsive, you know, more reactive to situations. So if you're sitting around the house and you're not doing much, you will fall into these sloppy eating patterns. You will fall fall into being reactive, you know, arguing people on social media, falling out with friends and family or partners or whoever you live with. You'll fall into these sloppy habits because you're just kind of sitting there, you're feeling unproductive, you're feeling lazy, you feel, and you end up getting catty and bitchy, or just getting moody, or you suffer from low mood. So we know, studies have shown, like if we go and go out for a walk, or do some training, or some hit, or whatever it is, we know that can help. It doesn't mean you won't suffer from low mood ever. It doesn't mean 
you don't have any problems in your life because you might well do and everyone does in some way, shape or form. But that movement should be non-negotiable regardless of, of ability or anything or goal. The next thing that matters then potentially for a lot of years with physique kind of motivated or in terms of weight loss or even health to a certain extent is like your energy balance. So for some people counting calories just isn't your cup of tea. And I always think it's personality driven. Some people, if you give them like a few rules to live by, say, oh, I have protein with every meal and eat your green veg and try and stay away from junk, that's too much freedom and they'll just eat crap. Some people, you give them a calorie goal and that's too much restriction. So you've got to figure out what works for you. But if energy balance doesn't just reflect, uh, reflect the calories that we're counting, we still have a calorie sorry, an energy balance, regardless of whether we're counting or not. So if I'm eating junk food all the time and I cut food down, I'll be in a deficit. So what I'm trying to get at there, I've butchered it a little bit, is just energy balance still matters. So whether we cut out takeaways or cut down on them, whether we cut out beer and stop it for gin, or whether we religiously count calories, that still matters. So restricting your calories or keeping an eye on your calories, if you like, is still one of the best ways of improving your health markers especially if like a lot of the population now of western well of, of the west if you like is overweight whether it's slightly or gradually or more, leaning more towards america like really critically obese so that's one of the easiest and quickest ways to bring our health markers down you know reduce inflammation improve our moods and all that kind of thing is by bringing your calories down a little bit and i'm not talking like 800 calories i'm just talking keeping an eye on them and this podcast isn't going to go in depth into that about setting your individual goals, but just keep an eye on that is a really important thing. And it is something that matters. Now, one other thing that matters, especially for clients of mine, is mechanical tension. So for those that don't know, like when we lift weights, I've discussed this on other podcasts, like a bench press or a squat or a deadlift or whatever it is, we're, we're trying to apply tension to a target muscle or movement pattern, whether it's a lunge or a squat or a push or a pull. And we're doing that for different reasons, to build muscle, to maintain muscle while I lose fat, to get strong for athletic purposes, to kind of reduce the risk of injuries, whatever it is. But those rules still apply. So we still want to hit the movement patterns and we still want to apply tension. The only thing that's changed is that we've got to get more creative. So when we're in the gym, our, our physique, our muscles... Our physiology doesn't really understand what the gym is. It doesn't understand what a barbell is. It doesn't understand what a dumbbell is. It just knows mechanical tension. So how much tension are you putting in the quads when you squat? How much tension are you putting through the lats when you do your pull-ups and stuff? So we can still hit all the movement patterns when we're at home. So I've done a video on Instagram of, of different ways we can do it. I've talked on previous podcasts. I won't go too in-depth. But we, we're still in charge of that. So don't get too lost, don't get too downbeat, don't get too frustrated because the gyms are not open, just get creative and if you're struggling, reach out to me. But a slow squat with a three second pause at the bottom and maybe a four second descent is still a squat and will do a lot to improve your squat pattern, will do a lot to retain the muscle that you've built if you like, because building muscle, sorry, yeah, let's go with that. Building muscle is a lot harder than maintaining muscle. So you might struggle to build muscle on lockdown, but you will not struggle to maintain it. Because to maintain something, you're just convincing your body there's a need to stick around, for it to stick around. So when you do squat jumps, when you do slow squats, when you do long pauses in your squats, when you do split squats, 
whatever it is, or you have got some kit, when you do those things, you're not convincing your body to build it necessarily because you haven't got crazy heavy loads. Although for some people, especially beginners, it can be done. You're convincing your body for it to stick around because if you're dieting or even not dieting and you're not necessarily training very well, your body will lose muscle because it's expensive to keep and it's expensive to run. Because when we want to grow muscle in the past or when we have done, we've grown it for a reason because we're trying to to kind of to improve our physique or as we've just grown from a teenager or a kid, if you like, to an adult, we've, we've, grew, we've gained muscle and we gain it based on the tasks we do. So if you're a bodybuilder, you're going to gain some muscle. If you work on a farm, you've probably got a, f- a few pounds of muscle too. If you're an office worker and you've sat down most of your life, you're probably going to be a little bit skinnier unless you've a lot of crap and gain fat. But in terms of muscle, you won't have as much. So we need to lift regular to gain muscle. But to maintain it, we don't necessarily have to lift heavy loads all the time and lift every day. We just convince our body there's a need for it to stick around. So we do that by hitting the basic movement patterns. So your squats, your lunges, your hinges, your pushes and your pulls and your core stability. But also keeping your protein high. So this really does matter. So even if your training's on point and your calories are on point, if you're not getting your protein in terms of an adequate amount, then you won't get the amino acids and you'll encourage a bit more muscle loss so you want to kind of hold on to the muscle now for those who are into health and fat loss and the word muscle still seems masculine i'd like you to forget the word masculine and just understand everyone's got muscle it's not masculine it's not feminine and we grow it in different ways and hold it in different areas if you like it's probably probably a better way of saying it but it is important and by having it makes us more metabolically active makes makes us require more calories so we don't have to rely on this big big deficit if you like and it often helps us look more athletic and often most people agree more aesthetic so easier on the eye and the presence of muscle can also help hide if you like or almost like an optical illusion it makes the presence of fat look a little bit better whereas the person who doesn't lift weights correctly focuses on just diet and endless cardio they often look kind of skinny fat where the, the arms are quite skinny legs are quite skinny they often don't get the confidence that comes with strength training or physique training and they have a lot around the middle and it's because you haven't prioritised weights and you haven't prioritised protein intake and you've just done loads of cardio so it's really important. So just to kind of recap like what actually matters so we still want to take charge of our diet and we're still largely in control of that. You may be shopping less but you're still in charge of that. We can still go out for a walk and that should be your next priority after your diet so diet's the first thing we look at and then it's your day-to-day steps or your neat so your non-exercise activity thermogenesis you do not have to remember that it's just fancy words for keeping yourself moving a lot of people think hiring a pt you know doing your online gym memberships or whatever they think that's the most important thing and it can be for accountability and it can be for structure and all that kind of stuff but in terms of your energy output what you do for 23 24 hours a day, or 23 hours a day, sorry, I was right the first time. What you do in that 23 hours is way more important and proportional to your fat loss than that hour. So that one hour I've got with someone on Zoom calls, or that one hour you're doing your online programming on True Coach, isn't as important as your 23 waking hours, or your 18 waking hours, or however long you sleep, I don't know. My maths is terrible there, I butchered that. But you get the point, it's really important. So don't rely on me as a coach. Don't rely on your sessions to do all the heavy lifting. Let the diet do the heavy lifting. 
let your day-to-day steps be the second priority because you can do that every single day, maybe even twice a day, you know what I mean? Whereas you're training, you're probably going to do four to six times a week and even you're in 10 sessions, three to four, maybe even five sessions a week. So it's not going to be as important and we need to hit this from all angles like a perfect storm. So you're not solely reliant on training, out-training a sloppy diet. You're not eating perfect but neglecting weights. You're not walking every day without addressing your diet. You hit it from all angles. So you hit it from the diet angle. You focus on your sleep. You focus on your training. And you focus on your day-to-day movement. And the best thing about that approach is your diet doesn't need to be perfect because the training makes up for some of the slack. You don't have to walk like 10,000 steps every day because your training takes some of the slack. You know, you don't have to diet like a monk because your training takes some of the slack. So it just all pieces together. And we're still completely in charge of all of that. So don't get too downbeat about the lack of weights. Don't get too downbeat about the lack of a gym and a nice cat and all smiley faces that go in the gym or miserable faces, depending on where you train. But we can still achieve a lot if, and it is a big if for some people, if we can just flip the switch and just kind of understand that it is possible so i'm not going to name names and, and kind of praise people too much because i understand it's a hard time for a lot of people but some of my clients are absolutely smashing it whether it's online programming i've got a few who are doing better on the online programming than they were in the gym believe it or not i don't know if that's because of the they've got more time or, or whatever it is i'm not sure but they're absolutely smashing it so shout out to those and i think they know who they are because i've spoke to them individually and there's also some who are smashing it with the zoom calls but people are really improving the physiques people are getting better routines of the sleep which impacts your eating decisions and your motivation to train so that's often one of the first place you should start but all i'm trying to say is people are doing it it can be done and i'm not just talking about people who've been furloughed and they've got more time i'm talking about people who are involved in care work in the nhs and they're still checking in with me and maybe every check-in's not brilliant but we are getting there we are progressing You've maybe got to lower your expectations a bit, but we can progress. But if you think you can't, then you won't. It has to start with you. You have to see yourself there before it's ever going to happen. So start visualising that you can do this. Start understanding that we can get there without a gym. Start realising what actually matters. So your diet, your sleep, your fatigue, your stress, your time under tension, things like that, your mood. Don't beat yourself up when you don't train, because I know a few people are doing this now. Understand, if your diet's good, if you've got to walk in, it's not the end of the world. Understand, even if you haven't walked and you've had like crap, you can still do really well as long as you move on the next day and forget it. Don't be waking up and go, I'm going to beast myself because of yesterday. I'm going to fast because of yesterday. And believe me, I've tried these things in the past. And it's just silly. You're carrying all the negative emotions into the next day. And it becomes this game of cat and mouse. Just literally move on. It's one day or one weekend in, across the whole year. And it won't s- slow you down. And it won't hold you back unless you allow it to. So don't allow it. Move straight on and get back to work. Uh, apart from that, I think I've, su- I think I've summed up everything really. But it's not about the best exercise. It's not about the gym. It's about you and your daily habits. And a lot of those habits are the things I can't see. Like your sleep like your supplements, like your protein intake, like your steps, like, you know, your stretching and your mobility and your calories. It's all the things I can't see. So use this as an opportunity to not become reliant on me as a coach for nothing other than your programming and kind of educating and checking in with you. 
but don't rely on me to check in on your habits. Like, focus on your sleep, focus on your steps. It doesn't matter, you know, even if I think about my mum or my dad for something who don't necessarily have a fitness goal, it's still important for them to go for a walk, for them to manage the sleep, for them to keep an eye on the calories, whether it's counting or not. It's really important. So double down on those basics and then let the training be the icing on the cake. So as always, I hope I didn't bore you to death. Let me know if that's useful. It's always nice to know I'm not talking to myself. And I hope that helped motivate some people. Apart from that, look forward to the next episode.